Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Record on audio, record on video, starting the stream as soon as that kicks in. I'll give you your account now. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. All right, here we go in three, two, one, go. Hey, what's up, Afterbuzzers and a million little things fans. It is a perfect storm for a whirlwind of sacrifices, complicated, awkward moments, and some revelations. So let's get into episode four. Break it down. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to Afterbuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, Woo! I love that. You said break it down. Let's break it down <laughs> into this whirlwind of a storm. And I don't know if it was perfect, though, but hey, yeah. it was a lot of darkness, a lot of swinging about. Oh, my God. It uh, felt a Lots lot of, of emotions in this one. A lot yeah. of twists and turns. Hey, what's up? After Buzz and a million little things. Fans, we're breaking down episode four, A Perfect Storm. And my name is Yasmin Tamras, and I'm joined by my lovely super fan and co-host of A Million Little Things. Yes, guys. I'm Jess Lucero. I'm back. We're doing what? it again. Ready to do this? <laughs> Ready this? to get all into this juiciness? <laughs> exactly. Wow. Well, we need to get into all these different themes of sacrifices where we saw Regina and Rome sacrificing a lot so that she can push back in order to free herself from the Andrew situation and the restaurant. Then we're getting into all these awkward, complicated moments between Eddie Catherine, the baby, Delilah, all of that stuff. And then finally, revelations as we finally get to know who Eric is. So the whole thing, yes, between Maggie, her mom, Eric, and Gary as always being the glue for everybody. We always, as always, have our special segment, Mm -hmm. hashtag little things, ABTV coming up, and some news, and then finally some predictions. So before we get into all of that... What were your overall thoughts of this episode? I loved this episode because we've had a lot of predictions over the past couple of weeks. And uh, we haven't really been right about too much now that I'm actually thinking about it. We were right about the whole PJ thing from what we've put together so far. But today's episode, we were trying to guess who Eric could possibly be. And uh, him just having Maggie's brother's heart, I would not have guessed that. That definitely threw me for a little surprise right there. So I thought that was really good. And I also really liked how Catherine reacted throughout this entire episode. I thought that was really strong of her. Exactly. I agree with you on that. I mean, yes, we definitely... Definitely got that wrong with Eric. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, come on, like, like give us some credit because job. I mean, the writers, they definitely know how to twist and turn everything. And exactly. I'm loving the themes that are coming up from this situation because it's like you really get to kind of dissect sort of a motherly aspect in there. And so things that I even felt like, wow, okay, what does it take for a mother to have to protect their children when 
they don't know how that's going to translate later on in life. But yeah. here you have a moment to really realize, like, in reality, mothers will do things or say things or not say things in order to protect their child. So I, I like that theme that came out of this episode. Yeah. And Catherine's strength, whew, I don't know how she's dealing with it right. so well um so i'm like looking forward to get into that and seeing how that is oh, going to evolve as the series goes on uh-huh. and i i actually went ahead and wrote to a couple of the writers of the show so if any of you are tuned in make sure to comment in the live chat and let us know because we have so many questions for you you all did such a great job i wrote to dj nash and then he <laughs> he tagged a couple of the other writers and directors and i was like i'm gonna do the same because they did such a great job especially in today's episode so, honestly, loved yes. it. Oh my god. Okay, well, let's get into our first theme of sacrifices. Yes. I mean, um, Rome and Regina. Rome, obviously, getting into commercials, that's something that we saw in the last yeah. episode that he's agreed upon. Still not, we haven't seen him get into that. I'm imagining that's going to happen in the next episode. But then Regina cutting back on like choices of what foods to serve to her customers and then um, just to be able to get Andrew off her back to pay him off and then be mm-hmm. able to focus on the restaurant. Um, however, ha- like going through those no- notions then, we can see how fixated she is and then really pushing away uh, it, uh, Delilah, Delilah in this situation. Yeah. Why do you think, you know, Regina has been so in over her head and not been able to actually Mm -hmm. even talk to Delilah about it? Yeah, that was interesting because I realized in this episode that I hadn't even thought about the fact that Delilah, this restaurant is Delilah's as well. She hasn't really shown any interest in it since the first episode when they realized that it was each of theirs, you know? Um, So... It might be slight resentment that she hadn't really been getting much help from Delilah previously, but she just seemed kind of snappy overall. She didn't want to really listen to her sous chef, I'm assuming, is what he was. <laughs> I don't know. If, uh, I don't know. Patrick? Those yeah. <laughs> Wait, no. Is it Patrick? Yeah. Not Patrick. No. Because I'm getting him confused with PJ, PJ now. Yeah. <laughs> his sous chef, though. Yeah. Her sous chef, who's been around for, with her since she was like, what? She knew him from her first restaurant. Uh-huh. That's and, the story that she was telling yeah, when and, she was 16. And she didn't really like want, talk to him too much here. And when she did, it was just like staring at him. When Delilah. Like, he knew. He yeah. could read her. Yeah. And he, he knew good. to leave her alone. Yeah. <laughs> Which apparently other people need to learn. They they need to do that as well because it it was just weird though because she didn't want to talk to Delilah too much. But then I also wrote down that her and Rome seemed really close in this episode. Like they're they're continuing to grow grow closer and closer uh, throughout this season. So I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know why she's been acting the way she has been with her restaurant. Maybe it's just not growing as quickly as she'd like. But it seems to be doing a great job. Well, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's confusing to me as well because yeah. there seems to be like when it was the grand opening, so many people came, there was great reviews, there was like an influencer or blogger right. that was meant to come that didn't show up, but like it was still doing well. But then it's like ever since it's been the focus of like Andrew creating that traction and trying to like be more controlling that it looks like things are not going as well. So I almost uh-huh. feel like his, his sort of control has kind of... Stig- not like imprinted in her mind like oh my god it's not going well but I also don't want him to be the one that's like yeah. making the decisions as to how this restaurant should be run Right. so the worry there and 
Um, yeah, you're right. Like, I think as well why Delilah hasn't been as involved or we think, like, we haven't been able to notice that she is mm-hmm. a partner is because of the, all the complications with the baby. And right. The baby and everything. I noticed that this episode showed a lot of relationships that hadn't been shown throughout this uh, season mm-hmm. too much as far as Eddie and Delilah, Eddie and his baby, um, then Eddie, or, uh, Catherine and Delilah. There were just a bunch of relationships that we hadn't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. So I did like that part about this episode a lot as well. But yeah, I do. I want to figure out a little bit more as to why Catherine or um, not Catherine. Who are we just talking about? Regina. Why she's acting in the way she is when it comes to her restaurant. Because outside of there, she seems to be doing completely fine. She's great with Rome. They're getting along really well. They didn't bring up the whole baby issue at all yet and so they seem to be getting along really well but i want to know what it is that's really bothering her Mm -hmm. you know and i still want to see like how things evolve when it comes to the women's shelter and like yeah everything that ties in with that and also you know what now that we're talking about the whole like restaurant thing that happened with the electricity going out why didn't andrew come where was andrew he didn't yeah. check in. Yeah, what was that about? <laughs> I feel like he should have been there, like, with his persona. Right. Him trying to make sure is this restaurant running correctly or not. Yeah, he was all on top Delilah, of like, Maybe because of what happened with Delilah last time that Re- she's not ready. And, yeah. like, he's just trying to back off because really and truly he might just want to be a part of this restaurant because of her now as well. Uh-huh. Oh, know. that could be it. Yeah. <gasps> I just, oh, my gosh, that's a good thought. <laughs> what if just, that's it? Maybe. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, because he, he wasn't here at all. They didn't even, like, bring him up. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if that is why. Maybe. Well, Maybe we'll, we'll find have to out. see when he comes back, yes. wherever he is, right? Um, well, I like the <laughs> fact that Delilah stood up to Regina and saying, look, this, I'm your partner, too. And, um, yeah. you know, like, stop beating yourself up about this. Because, obviously, you know, this is just a, a, a night. So um, what I enjoyed about that moment is that it you know, it's it's one of those things where a friend, a good friend, will tell you straight up right. what they think, and then that makes you shift then in consciousness. Of course, you because it's not like you you may not listen to like somebody that you don't really know. It's like who are you to judge? But somebody who mm-hmm. knows you so well and that you are friends with, you work as well with together and everything, and have been through so much, and it's just like it made her flip that switch mm-hmm. and then it just reminded her back of the core of her passion why she's doing it because it seemed like she was so in over her head of the business aspect of it right and now she's remembering okay i need to focus on why i was doing this and that's out of love to yeah give food and look how the entire operation just exactly turned around. and i feel like that has to be great pr for them the fact that it was pouring they they said you know what no electricity but let's just do what we can for everyone that's coming that's walking in this area pretty much i, I don't know exactly how they found all these people because i thought no one wanted to go outside during the storm but all of a sudden and it's boston free free food they're there yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rain is okay yeah so that was really that was really cool of them to have they just made everything in uh, Regina's words and Maggie's favorite in Maggie's words. I love that when she said that she was like everything. She's like everything's my, my favorite. favorite. Yeah, I'm like oh girl, retweet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> That's so accurate. You know what I mean? If if anyone was like. If I was walking and it was pouring rain and I just saw that a restaurant was serving 
everything. everything? I mean, let's go. Oh my I'm god, one hundred percent. Right. <laughs> Sign well, me up, guys. Yeah. Well, speaking of everything, you know, we want to hear everything that you have to say, <laughs> our viewers and listeners as well, because you know this episode has been quite the whirlwind of a storm. Oh yeah. And so far, but before we get into our next topic, Jess has a lovely message for all of you. Oh, I do. Guys, we just want to say thank you so much for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. But in order for us to continue to grow, we're going to need a little bit of your help. Basically, if you are watching on YouTube, go ahead and give us a thumbs up. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, especially if you're some of the writers of A Million Little Things, like I mentioned. (laughs) We would love if you guys would give us some comments. Love that. Go ahead and leave us a comment down below. And if you're listening on the podcast app, make sure to give us five stars. We appreciate it. And we'll continue to bust out with all this good content. Yes. And we want (laughs) to just have a conversation with you, honestly. like It's amazing how some of you pick up some of the stuff that we don't pick up on or like your perspectives or revelations or things that are going to (laughs) happen. I love it. Every once in a while, we'll go back and watch some of our old episodes and look at the comments and it'll be like the one thing that we missed and everyone's like going off on it. And I I love it though. I'm like, oh my God, yes, you're so right. Yes. It just pulls it in so many different fascinating perspectives and it's just incredible yes. to see like how the writers can pull it off and how that makes us really think about a lot of the subjects that they represent. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into our awkward, fascinating, Ooh. complicated moments here. Love that. Finally, and this is the first time ever that we're seeing Catherine being more involved with the friendship groups. Yeah. Friendship groups. But like I have to put like apostrophe friendship groups because... Of course, it's been so awkward that nobody knew how to approach Catherine, and right. Catherine needed her space and time. She's been away for a while. Um, she finally meets baby Charlotte, as does mm. Eddie, to look after her. And um, Theo. The, and oh. Theo is the one who's obviously the one that made both of them come. <laughs> and poor little thing is oblivious to the entire situation. We cannot expect somebody that's young to understand. Um, so Catherine tells Eddie to stay as they find out that Rome is the babysitter of the, mm-hmm. of the day. Would you have done that if you were in her position? Um, I feel like Catherine's doing a lot of things that I don't know if I would be able to do. She's being the bigger person overall. Um, the fact that she wants to stay with Eddie, that's already huge. Um, the fact that she's telling him to be a better father to Charlotte than he was with Theo, again, huge. She's just... She's very mature. That's the only way I can describe it. She, um, what Eddie did to her, what Eddie and I guess both Delilah did to her was very wrong, very bad. I don't know how she's able to even think straight at this point. Um, I think she's really doing it for Theo more than anyone else, but I don't. I don't know if I would be able to tell Eddie, yeah, go babysit. That's just hard. Honestly, when we were watching that, at that point, I was like, no, what are you doing? Yeah. But then I also thought about it, and as the episode progressed, seeing that it is for Theo, and that's the result that we came to as well, where she says, you know, I just couldn't let Theo see or or understand, like, what's going on at all. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I also think um, she she's a mother in the end of the day as well. Mm -hmm. And that motherly instinct of like pulling a father away from a kid. I think she has that sort of nurturing, strong aspect within her that she, she allows for it. And I guess if I was in her position, maybe I, I think I would have done the same because it's like, if you don't try and know, 
or like give that person the opportunity and if you deprive themselves the other person of mm-hmm. that family that they have created um then it's like you know by force it's it's you're not going to feel good about it either way i mean either way this isn't feeling good already but yeah. i almost feel like this is sort of the more nobler route to go through even though it's the more challenging one too yeah and were you shocked with that scene where Theo's sitting there playing the song for baby Charlotte. Eddie's there. Delilah's there. Everyone's there. And Catherine's just sitting watching it all happen. That that had to have been one of those big old tear-jerking moments of this episode, right? That was one of those things where I just had to hold my breath and yeah. be like, oh my god, Catherine, just step away. Do not right. watch this anymore. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like a, not a horror movie, but like a movie Basically. that yeah, you might be traumatized by and stay away. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a comment that I wanted to make as well. Like, I just think it's so hard to stand by. I don't know how she's doing it. Um, but kudos to her, seriously. Yeah. Lots of strength and courage there then I thought it was very interesting to watch the relationship between Eddie and Charlotte just to see how yeah yeah how happy he was and the, and the way that he said out of everything that has happened I am happy that you came out of it right how what do you feel about um, that well it that part what was funny is it took this is the fourth episode of the season and this is the first time we're really seeing them together And so I thought that was strange. Um, Obviously, this is his baby, but we haven't seen him be that fatherly figure to Charlotte too much yet. So, of course, that should be a blessing that Charlotte came from this. But uh, I want him to be more of a fatherly figure, even though he's going through a very awkward situation right now. Obviously, he's trying to figure out how to balance everything. Um, Like Catherine originally said, he should be there for Charlotte now that he knows what's right and what's wrong and the way he wasn't there for Theo as much as he could have been. Well, now he's got a chance to be a better father. And so I hope that he's able to identify that and learn from his mistakes. Yeah. It seems I like just, he's starting to. I think he is. I, it, to me, it just it seemed a little bit crazy how he did say that out of <laughs> everything that's happened. And right. A lot of the continuous, let's say, damage that is happening throughout because this is not just affecting Catherine. This is going to affect affect Theo. This is Theo, going yeah. to affect Sophie and Danny eventually too right. when it all comes out. And it's like the whole outcome of it. And then he's like, but I'm happy you came out. And I, you know, and not against like, of course, another being is something to be cherished and loved. Mm-hmm. But like the entire spectrum of it and the way that was said, I felt like, wow, okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how you're going to continue through this or how this is all going to develop. But, uh, you know, one thing is, is that we're seeing how strong Catherine is trying to be out of all of it and that everybody is going to have to abide to being strong and being there for each other and together. Yeah, and I hope that we can actually see that because this was the first time, like I said, a lot of relationships were coming together in this episode. This was the first time that we saw Catherine with that group of friends. And I, like you said, I would like to be able to say that that was her group of friends, but they haven't been acting like it at all this season. It's so interesting because I also feel like 
nobody's really checked in on her throughout. And, And that's bizarre to me, you know, like... I can understand from Delilah's side from feeling awkward to not mm-hmm. have reached out, but like everybody else, nobody had. And I felt like, you know, I mean, I think Gary could have or Maggie, like any, okay, yeah. they're going through their own things, which we're going to get into too. But like, everybody's always been there throughout for each other, no matter what has been going on, but nobody's really been there for her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, and granted, e- nobody knows how to approach the situation. Yeah, they're all so awkward. And they even had the opportunity to approach her and check in on her when she was there with the group of friends and Gary just sort of took the their eyes away from from Catherine and projected them onto himself and maybe that was his way of helping the moment it it definitely made us 100%. laugh 100% yeah it was great but I love Gary the glue yeah, I would still like to see that group of friends check in on her just make sure she's doing okay Delilah again she had a great opportunity to check in on Catherine I feel like she didn't really do too much checking in it was almost more Catherine just telling her telling her what's up and then just being a great person again and saying, here, sign this. You know, I helped you out. I mean, okay, so there was a couple of interesting moments there. One with the signage, which I'll, I'll get into in a minute. It was just that I felt as soon as Catherine walked into the restaurant, everybody was like, obviously very shocked to see her yeah. and like super happy and everyone was like really awkward, like, yeah, you sure you can sit down and stuff. And like, he was so cute. And then, um, and then of course, Gary, him making the joke, like he, there has to be a joker in the group. And of course that is Gary, as I we know. <laughs> like he always brings people together. I love that about him. But one thing that I noticed was that um, Delilah kind of shied away. Of course, she's she's ashamed, but she didn't admit to the fact that she was ashamed. And yeah. when Catherine came up to her and actually gave this beautiful speech and then was like, mm-hmm. and here, sign these papers to make sure that you can stay at home, she, Delilah didn't hug her. Or did I miss that? I just didn't see like that sort of... She was appreciative, but it was such a moment like that short where I was right. like, Really? You're like, oh, I d- would expect something more from that. Like, cry. Or something. Right. You're like, I'm tearing up, and here you are. Just, like, just like, thanks, like, bye. Thank you. Gotta I'm go. grabbing the is going, yeah. Like, that part was a little awkward. I agree. And I didn't notice it until you said something to me, but uh, that's very weird. For someone to go out of their way after they were so wronged by you, and you're just gonna say thank you and walk away, I'm like just okay. I don't not, know. I didn't get that. You would think that she would at least, you know, when when things are kind of awkward with you and maybe a friend, a prior friend, whatever it is, and then you try and clear things up and like bring them into your friend group. You're like, oh my god, I, so how's it been? Whatever, whatever. <laughs> Delilah didn't even do that. She she could have done so many things, and it was just like she dropped the ball. Yeah. I'm just, I'm curious to see how that will develop because that was just a little bit too brief and abrupt. And then, yeah, I mean, granted, maybe she still does have those like awkward feelings and tensions and things in her mind where she's like, okay, I'm not going to prolong this moment too much. So I'm just going to walk away. Like some people are like that, you know, they just yeah. don't want to warm up too yeah, they're quickly. Too they're scared. Awkward. Like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I didn't think Delilah would be like that. But I know. Okay. They're like, you were <laughs> ballsy enough to do it, but oh. okay. You're not ballsy enough to say sorry <laughs> and give her a hug. Okay. But. She did say, whatever you want, I'll do. Yeah. So let's see. Let's let's see what happens. Um, just to finish up the whole, like, awkward, complicated moments, how funny was it when we saw Rome yes. and Eddie in the shower? I was waiting for this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Sophie doing what Sophie does. She's like, let me snap 
a little photo of this so <laughs> I can use this for payback one day. <laughs> but that was so great. And I didn't... Did I miss how they came up with that? I know, right? I'm, no, I mean, it was it was brilliant. It was, it was about the baby having congestion and not knowing how to soothe the baby's congestion. That makes more sense, And then actually, ultimately, yeah. um, like, both of the guys were panicking, which is also actually really hilarious to watch. But then... Uh, the ears and... The ears, yes. And then Eddie was like, actually, I know. And it finally dawned yeah, on him. Yeah, that was smart. Because he was frustrated not being able to soothe his baby. And then he's like, actually, now I know what to do. And also, in this moment, I felt like... That was a good moment for Rome to also see yes, some yes. Of things that go on that when you have a baby. That was huge. I wrote that down. I feel like Rome is showing more and more dad characteristics throughout this season. And oh, I'm just waiting. Yeah, I know. It's just Come brewing. On. He's like sizzling himself up yeah, right there just to make that happen. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely practicing right yeah. there. <laughs> but he really, he took it on him, upon himself and he went out there and he is learning how to be a dad step by step he's learning first with danny with sophie pj and now he's got baby charlotte which is exactly how his baby would come like you know it (laughs) it would be a little baby and you have to learn from the ground up whether it be changing diapers or clearing their congestion and i just love the fact connection with the baby yes he's doing such a great job i love him roman gary are just i love watching them both of them their characters are amazing the glue of it all wow touching upon then let's say nurturing children and gary's involvement the revelations of mommy here maggie's mommy and um, the decision to (laughs) open up as to how who eric is and how that all came about over breakfast over bagels as gary says what um, happened? There's there? never going to be the right moment, though, to drop such a thing, right? No. Dropping a bomb over bagels. That's what he said, right? <laughs> yes, yes, quite frankly. Yeah, you know, I guess there isn't really a great opportunity for that to happen, for her to be able to tell her daughter. But you would think that she would do it sooner than she did. She mentioned that she had met him before, and then Maggie ran into them at the bar, and it's like she just wouldn't spit it out like tell tell your daughter who this guy is because you have us guessing i know <laughs> obviously you had maggie guessing thinking that you were like hooking up with oh, this yeah, so why did you 20 30 year old to this yeah oh. <laughs> yeah let me tell you but i thought that that was just kind of weird overall like you cannot tell someone how to cope of course not But the fact that she is trying so hard to have this relationship with someone that she does not know this guy. He has the same heart as her son, the same physical heart that like, yes. But do you do you find it weird that she's trying so hard to have this relationship with him? I mean, when we saw at the end of it, it was all like her not being able to actually deal with the loss of her son because she had made that decision to take his heart and put it into somebody else. It's like she definitely wants to keep him alive in some form and that connection right there. I definitely think it's inappropriate or not the best decision for her to have, like, chosen him over her husband. And that's why Eugene was like, well, it's me or him, and she chose him. That was a little bit of a strange moment right there. But I want to remind a little bit back as to... The moment in time in which she did choose for her son's, like, an organ transplant and Mm -hmm. not, you know, like, he was still alive but obviously struggling. 
I, I honestly don't know in her position what I would have done. It is such a panicful moment, you know, where you have to yeah, make such a life-changing choice. Right. And, you know, I almost think if that is if if that is the choice of having to, like, let your son go and being able to provide somebody in need with a formal life, yes, of course, she, she's a mother in the end of the day. She's mm-hmm. going to be, like, pro-life in that sense to, right. you know, be able to help because what else can she do for yeah, I think it, it almost would have made sense to tell Maggie what happened right away. I don't think I th- I think what Maggie reacted the reason Maggie reacted like that was more so because her mom had been lying to her for all this time and she continues to to either lie to her or just not tell the full truth. And I think that Maggie could have handled hearing that her mom chose to give someone another life when she her brother was not going to make it. Mm-hmm. He he didn't make it much longer than for him to see his mom, and that was it. So if her mom had a chance to help someone else live, you know, Maggie can't be mad at her for I that. Know, and it's it, but it's strange because that theme of protection came up, right? Yeah. And like how you know you protect, and this also kind of goes with Catherine like protecting Theo and you know going back to the family and all that stuff. But like, um why the mother chose to not tell her husband nor Maggie about any of this. I don't know what she was trying to protect here. Mm-hmm. I I really do question that because people were saying, you know, as a mother, you make decisions to share things versus to not share things to protect your children and family. But look, look at the results of it. Yeah, so I, I agree with you in that, that sense. She should have probably told them both immediately because Maggie reacted like, for six years, I'd been mourning for my brother who had died in a different sense. Now I feel like he's dead all over again because right. she knows the true circumstances. She has to relive it. It's very true the way Maggie... I mean, you can never tell someone how to react when it comes to something like this. But I think the way Maggie did react is very valid. Like I said, she shouldn't have been lied to for all those years. That is traumatizing to have to go through losing your brother once again when you are basically reliving that exact moment when your mom is like no that's actually not the way it happened this is what happened let me take you back through it but i did i liked that uh maggie's mom did fly back so that she could be with her husband but she still didn't tell maggie and I just don't understand what's going like she isn't telling Maggie everything and I don't is it just because she wasn't as close with Maggie since Maggie's been younger I, apparently she's closer with Chad but I, <laughs> I don't know it's weird yeah and also like I understand why people are asking um or Maggie's asking like why now why is this coming yeah. out now six years later it's a long time to have, like, really uh-huh. been able to brew over that and then finally come out with it. Okay, granted, Eugene, her husband, had found the emails and that set off the fact yes. that they were going to separate. So then that set her mom off, Patricia, to just go over to Maggie and make sure she's okay. But also at the same time to see Eric, who had apparently shown her so much solace and given her happiness in some form yeah. it's it's a bizarre thing but it's very weird because when you think about the way you act when you're around people that you don't fully know the way you know your family you might kind of be walking on eggshells where you're a little nicer with them and you know you go out of your way to say how are you whatever whatever when you're with your family you're you're just yourself you know yeah 
So I feel like maybe Eric is just treating her with so much respect, but that's not her family. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe she wants to, she almost wants her family to grow and expand to welcome Eric in, which could totally make sense. She gave this guy a life, like she gave him his second life, I guess, so to speak. Um, and so I understand him wanting to know her, her wanting to know him. But I just think that she needs to clear that up with it's her strange. actual family. Yeah, and just like, it's almost like she wants, obviously, she wants a son. Like, she still wants her son. Yeah. And so she's living through that narrative. And it's just bizarre it's to me happen. how she's like, I don't know. Do you also agree with the fact that she is choosing him, let's say Chad, because this is what Maggie is like, you always favorited Chad over me and... She's, You're doing it all yeah. over again because when she was going through chemo and right. n- not, hadn't woken up yet, she, Patricia went to see Eric first before Maggie. Do yeah. You, so do you also agree with that? I think that was a huge moment right there, and I'm really glad that Maggie brought that up to her mom because her mom should have been there for her. Eric wasn't going through anything at that point. She was just going to meet him, correct? Yeah. That's the way I took it. She mm-hmm. He wasn't going through anything. She just was going to meet him. But Maggie was literally going through chemo. She had cancer, and you're not going to be there for your daughter. You're going to make sure to fly into town so that you could see not only her, but also Eric. And first Eric. First Eric, yeah. I wonder, though, if there was a conversation of, like, her speaking to Eric and being like, I think you should come with me to the hospital and meet Maggie. But that would have been a little bit too far beyond. That's weird, too, though. You know, it's like your first time meeting her shouldn't be when she's sitting there in chemo. It should be... Never, yeah. It should actually be, if anything, it should have been at the same time. I think Patricia could have been, like, at some point after Maggie had woken up, said to her, listen, I'm here. I'm so happy you made it through. You've woken up. Um, But let's talk about something and there's a person that I'd like us both to meet. Yeah. And and then we both have or and then we have a uh, Gary who I I think of as Confucius because he's so freaking smart. And the way he approached Maggie's mom, I thought was so insightful. I didn't realize when I first began watching this show a while back that Gary was going to be the one that was filled with so much knowledge. He just sort of seemed like the character thrown in there to kind of lighten the mood here and there and make you laugh. But now he is helping everyone out with every battle that they're going through, whether it be Danny with his issues at school, but now he has Maggie's mom his his elder in a way, and he's supposed to respect her. That's kind of what you're taught in this day and age. But he's he's sitting her he's sitting there telling her the truth. You know, mm-hmm. he's not he's not taking a, a a step back and sort of um I don't even know exactly how to say it, but he's being very straight up with her. Yeah, I think Gary has given what he's been through, like that we're finding out more and more that he has also this past in which he's been left. And um, it's like he's taking on sort of a fatherly role for so many people. Yeah, and very true. Also, though, learning about the dynamics of the complications that go in hand of being a mother because he's been exposed to Patricia's side. He's been exposed to Catherine's side. And then obviously Delilah, but like he's... Even said to Catherine, you know, at least you came back. Right. And um, you can see sort of his pain, even though he tries to cover it up with jokes. Yeah. 
but but that's why with his pain comes in hand with his character of trying to keep everybody together because he doesn't want somebody yeah. to walk away from it. Exactly. He doesn't want to lose someone in the way that he lost John, which he kind of came to fruition with in an earlier episode. I thought he did a great job of realizing that with himself and now he just continues to be a really great guy. He's so insightful He's a with Superman. everyone. Like right. super Superman. And yeah, I told her, Patricia, go back and you call your husband and <laughs> you mend that bridge. And I think that's so correct of him. And because that ultimately is gonna also I feel Maggie will be pleased with that. Oh yeah, definitely. Um what did you think about her mom pointing out the similarities between Maggie and Eric when she said um, uh, something about them both playing instruments. Did you think that was weird? She's like, yeah, mm, trying too hard. So, so, so a little bit. I don't know, but I'm also like questionable about Eric. Him, you know, we now get more of an insight as to Eric's pain as well, what he's been through. But then also, yeah, getting close to Maggie. It's like. I don't know how I feel about that, of him actually trying to be in in their life, too. Like, you can see he's actually trying to be in their life now, too. Yeah, and Gary didn't like that either. You could tell he's like, Maggie, she doesn't want to talk, at least not to me. and Or anybody, but then in the end, it's actually Eric. It's Eric. She's talking. She wants to talk to Eric, and that's just weird to me. I mean, not weird, because maybe... Now that she knows that he has her brother's heart, she's kind of seeing it in the same way that her mom sees it. Um, But then she's still very frustrated with her mom. Yeah. You know, she really lashed out at her and didn't appreciate the the choices that her mom had made. Which in the end, I'm like, I don't know if I can agree with Maggie if, you know, her mother is still choosing him over her. Like, I think it's just so complicated. It really is. And I don't know. I don't know if the mother will have gotten on that plane. I hope not. I almost feel like she should just come back and still like try and work on the relationship with Maggie, with Maggie. before she goes back yes. home. I or think so like too. try to bring Eugene out as well, like so that they all can be together as a family and discuss this. Yeah. Um, before we go into this anymore, I want to read one of the viewers actually wrote, and I'm so sorry, I can't read your name because it's in another language, (laughs) but they said Delilah is so selfish and doesn't have the decency to help to tell her kids the truth about Charlie. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you think, first off, they're very young, so I don't know if I would necessarily call that part selfish. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's hard. That's a very hard subject to talk about. And I don't know if she is wanting to do that when they're much older, because I think that would be bad as well. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I understand her wanting to wait until she figures out what's going on between her and Eddie, for sure. Yeah. She doesn't want to ruin any more relationships. But that's something that's very difficult for anyone to try and tell their family, you know? Yeah, I mean, the kids, I agree. I I. I I agree with you, um, our commenter, who has a complicated name, that it's (laughs) there's some selfishness in there, but at the same time, the selfishness comes from protecting the children to not go crazy at that age because it could literally affect them in, in so many different directions, thinking that my mother has been with somebody else, not with my father, because you're led to believe, you know, all is fine and dandy with your parents. 
until it's not fine. And clearly, the kids know that it hasn't been fine. Clearly, they know that because the father passed away under those circumstances yeah. as he did. But at this, but I think it would be too much for them to handle then to know another layer to this, and then they would start blaming the mother for the father's death when yes. really and truly we still don't even know as the viewers speaking his of which truth <laughs> and yeah circumstances of leading to his death because we didn't get any insight as to PJ or Barbara in this episode yeah. so we still have to find out that whole dynamic over that yeah well let's get into um some news <laughs> yes news time guys because we are all over the place i love it still like question marks so what are some factual things going on here all right so we got some factual things but (laughs) uh basically you guys one of our favorite characters is rome and you know we have halloween season approaching but much much more important than that we we have christmas season (laughs) approaching well right after thanksgiving yeah there's too many holidays but hey Exactly. So those of you tuning in on YouTube, you guys can see this photo that we're pulling up of Romney, who plays Rome. Basically, Netflix came out with a few of their holiday uh, shows that they're going to be uh, busting out with, I guess. And one is called Holiday Rush. It's going to come out on November 28th. And basically, Romney is going to play a New York DJ. What? From commercial director to DJ. Is that wild or is that just me? I can totally see that. Can you? (laughs) Can you not? I feel like that is so funny. That's just like... That's interesting. Here he is wanting to be a father in this show. And now in this show, he's like... I want to be a DJ. Nah, oh, forget, oh, forget that. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Whatever. I can see that. Do whatever cool you want, man. <laughs> and then next up, we got some more news for you coming from DJ Nash, the creator of A Million Little Things. Uh, basically, he was asked if this uh, whole concept came from a true story. And while it wasn't based on, you know, these eight friends that lost a specific friend that anything like that he basically said that it was inspired by his experience with losing a friend in a very similar way he uh near it mirrors how he realized the importance of friendships while he realized it a little too late it did end up teaching him a couple of things later on he ran into a friend um sort of walking down the street and they were like they hadn't seen each other in a while so he says you know what let's let's go to lunch so they plan on going to lunch not too long after that and then the friend ends up killing himself so it was basically in that moment that he sort of put this show idea all together and you know you realize life is life is too short everything what? happens for a reason and- you got to act on what you say unexpected turn right yeah. now. Wow. Okay. Very powerful. And now, you know, it just makes me appreciate the series so, so much more because yeah. of all the depth and themes that are rising from it. And I'm like so curious to see as to how DJ Nash sees everything. And, you know, I can't imagine the emotions he must have gone through when that happened with yeah. his friend. And then, but look what he's creating in order to put out messages out there. As to the realities of, of a lot of the people that might go through that we can see in the series and that obviously incited DJ Nash to be able to create this. So Right. It's crazy hey. the things that people end up going through. The fact that they they ran into each other, who knows how how far after they had seen each other years before that or whatever it may have been. And then let's go to lunch and then 
oh, yeah, you never know. You gotta check in on each other. We always learn this in this in this series. Exactly. Check in on each other. Check in on Catherine. Great friends. Yes. <laughs> check in on Catherine. Well, speaking of things that we always learn from the series, what is from our special segment here? Your hashtag little things ABTV. My hashtag little things. Little things. You I see how that came out? She's oh, she's learning that British oh my God. accent. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> now I gotta put that my American great. on. <laughs> yeah. So my takeaway from this episode is, uh, you know, like the like the title of this episode, a perfect storm. I said, when it rains, it pours, and I felt like this episode had a lot that happened. It had. Gary being Confucius, as we say, and we have Catherine just being so insanely mature. Maggie finally realizing who Eric is. There was just a lot that went down in today's episode. It, it was, was great. A shitstorm. <laughs> I love that. Not the perfect storm. I don't know why. What yeah, was so not perfect a perfect about. storm. All right, actually, okay, it was a full-on shitstorm. But what <laughs> was a perfect storm? Because this is my hashtag little things ABTV is that when all things go wrong, shift your perspective. Yeah. And watch how things will come full circle and actually turn right if you are willing to just go back to the core of your passion and your intention. And this is based upon Regina, where she mm -hmm. was like looking at everything from the wrong perspective, from like the shit pile that was going on. And then look what kind of perfection was delivered to her when she purely asked, What? Yeah. <laughs> And look, look at what she created. Turn around, look so at you that know. Great just shift PR. your perspective, <laughs> and give, and you'll receive. Exactly. Just in exactly time for the happened. holidays, right? They're coming up on us now. Well, Halloween's coming soon. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I always just skip right past that. Maybe I need to work on that. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm excited for the Halloween episode oh, that's yes. going to be coming up. I hope, in a couple think, of in next week, couple weeks? of weeks. Yes, something like that. Yes. Well, <laughs> what predictions Let's do you see have? What so we have coming up in our predictions. I'm thinking, huh? And now, <laughs> <laughs> I had a have a little moment. Transport me into another realm because I was literally a little bit lost just now in the shitstorm. <laughs> um, do you want me to start? I wait. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> I think Maggie and Eric <gasps> yes. are going to become very close. Yes. So close to the point that feelings may arise. Yes. Not brotherly love or anything like that. It's actually going to be other kind of feelings. Oh, no. Yes. Yep. 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 Um, definitely think looking at like Ro uh, Rome and Regina, um, things are going to shift there. I think they... They're not gonna have a baby yet. <laughs> I'm sure that baby talk is off. No, we're trying for now. over here, um, trying to speak it into existence. They're both gonna be working very, very hard, as from what I see. Catherine, yeah, we saw a little prelude there. So yeah, what's going on with that? Is she, she might have a dubious move? plan. Yeah, something's going on there. Okay, but that sketch to me, if Catherine is looking to move to Austin, Texas, and for what reasons yet, as well? Who's she's there exactly, and yet she's over here saying Eddie, be a great father to your newborn baby but then if she wants to take him away he can't do she that has like a masterful plan in this and when she's like uh, yeah we we're doing this and then out. he's gonna like pull back and that's like a test to see how how mm. much he's willing to commit yep but i don't i don't like that especially especially because she just had delilah to now keep her home so delilah obviously is going to stay there eddie would have to move with Catherine if 
she decides that's what she wants to do because right. she wants to stay with him and <laughs> it's yeah going back to the shitstorm <laughs> <laughs> Jess what are your predictions well I'm I wrote down those exact two things I said Maggie and Eric and I hope to god that they don't like date or anything like that because I love Maggie and Gary, Gary. so much but this whole Maggie and Eric thing it it seems to be happening the way she wants to talk to him about these certain things oh god that's just that's it's funny because you and I are saying that you know that's not your brother but in this case then we're like you know what no it is like your brother so we are being a little bit of but then ultimately our predictions have always been so incorrect (laughs) (laughs) right who knows knows? we want to hear what you have what kind of predictions you have leave some comments yeah this is uh just so surprised every single week yeah any other predictions or no that's all i got it's just it's (laughs) this is so tough before we shoot off then where can everybody find you on social media you guys can find me at Jess Lucero live on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm now on Reddit as well. Oh, yeah. Search her on Reddit. <laughs> and she'll be watching all your comments. Like <laughs> yes. She reports to me. And we're just oh, like I do. chatting about it. Better watch uh-huh. yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find me at Yasmin Tanris on all social media as well. And we'll be back again next week. I can't wait. Whoa. I'm What's so excited happen? for next week. So stay tuned. Leave us some comments. Let us know your thoughts and also what's going to happen. Who knows? Yep. Right? Well, we'll be looking forward to chatting with you. See you guys next week. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.